Welcome to the IEEE Rebooting Computing Podcast, an IEEE Future Directions Digital Studio production. We sat down with Deha Milotricic, Distinguished Technologist at Hewlett Packard Labs and co-chair of the IEEE Rebooting Computing Initiative after his presentation at Rebooting Computing Week. In this interview, he shared with us further insights into his presentation on software hardware co-design for hybrid accelerators for deep learning, where he thinks the computing industry will be in the next 15 years, how IEEE has impacted his career, and much more. Welcome, Dehan. Could you start by giving us an overview of your presentation today at ICRC? I have presented software hardware co-design for a hybrid accelerator for deep learning. Uh, This is a mouthful uh, of title. But what we have really done is coming up uh, with a hybrid architecture that is taking advantages of purely uh, analog um, crossbars for performing vector matrix multiplication. What this really means is that we are able very efficiently, both from the perspective of performance and power usage, to execute a lot of neural network applications today. It just happens that these neural network applications are based on this vector matrix multiplication that we are leveraging. Now, there are a lot of related works focusing in this area. Where we distinguish ourselves from others is that we looked at end-to-end architecture. We realized that it's not enough just to develop something once as a proof of concept, that there's no way that the world will start adopting it. Rather, we need to plug in into existing uh, programmable frameworks, of which there are many. There's CAFE, TensorFlow, uh, and many others, and into existing standards that are trying to uh, make these frameworks interoperable. In addition, there's a lot of effort in optimizing each of these applications. That's why we focused on the optimization layer. Because we are coming up with a new architecture, which we equipped uh, with a little bit of instruction set architecture to make these analog uh, massive computation more programmable, we're also required to develop a compiler. So our compiler is optimized for our hardware architecture, but it also has some general uh, parts that could be reused across other architectures. Then below compiler, we have developed device driver. It is a typical device driver that is required for any operating system to support any node or device such as ours. But it also has uh, our accelerator-specific pieces that are running on device itself. These pieces are optimizing data throughput because effectively this is a data flow machine uh, so that it most efficiently runs. It forms the pipeline of the data, it uh, makes sure that there is no overflow, etc. In order to make our development easier, we have also developed a number of tools. Most specific, we have developed three types of emulators. We have developed performance emulators so that we can understand the performance. We have developed functional uh, simulator that uh, is used for debugging hardware. And then we have built this functional simulator into a CAMU standardized uh, 
simulator so that we can offer this as a tool to software developers so they can independently of our hardware develop their um, various applications, do optimizations, etc. We have also prototyped um, implementation of this hardware in FPGAs so that we can do more realistic design space exploration. Between these FPGA prototypes and our simulators, we are exploring different configurations and different variations of the choices we have in architecture. Ultimately, if we ever, if our company decides to build an ASIC out of it, just like Google has built TPU, our prototype will have to uh, be casted in the stone and therefore we want to make sure that it is optimal across a wide range of applications. And we have done a lot of testing. Um, we haven't reported in this paper, there's a sister paper to this one that was just accepted at ASPLOS, which has the detailed performance uh, evaluation of around seven or more different neural networks and we compare it to both GPUs, TPUs, and then uh, also a general purpose uh, CPUs. So looking at the future of computing and how it's constantly changing, how do we stay on the leading edge for the next 5, 10, or even 15 years? There are uh, different types of changes that are happening as we speak now. That's why this is very interesting times. And I'm sure you'll get very similar answer, perhaps from different angles, if you talk to anybody, especially at this uh, conference. The changes in the past were evolutionary. They were riding on the so-called Moore's Law. Um, and by switching from one technology to another, typically with the smaller uh, sizes, uh, we were able to add additional performance. Uh, this has saturated for quite some time and required a lot of innovation by engineers in order to continue to improve performance. And while there'll still be opportunity for these improvements, I think we're at the point where everyone is looking around for new radical solutions. And that's why these new types of technologies are heavily explored, especially at this conference. You might have heard a lot about neuromorphic, quantum, adiabatic, reversible, and many, many others. Biology inspired, etc. Yeah, that's a, a great point. So speaking of new types of technologies, can you tell us why you think it's important to reboot computing? Well, uh, my previous answer was focused really on that. We will not be able to improve performance anymore while at the same time the demand for processing almost the onslaught of data is unprecedented. So between these two facts that computing ability has slowed down and the requirement for data processing has grown, we really don't have any choice but to look at alternatives. Could you um, provide us with a few takeaways or highlights you gathered from ICRC? Well, my highlight is that, first of all, uh, the conference and the whole week, because we're not talking only about the conference, there was also a predecessor IRDS, International Roadmap on Devices and Systems. Then there was a confluence event. Now there was ICRC, as we speak, a traditional conference, and tomorrow is Industry Summit. It has grown. Uh, since uh, the first year and even since the first workshops. It's almost like a whole portfolio of, of 
IEEE's products and services in one place, looking as, as an IEEE director. Uh, but I have also seen uh, increased curiosity, continued participation of government, industry, and academia. It's really important that it continued. I have seen also reduced participation from China, probably uh, as artifact of um, different political changes as of recently, which I'm not strong uh, in, so I'm not going to address them. Um, but at the same time, IEEE is a global organization, so we'll have to address it as, as a professional organization for the benefit of everyone. So these are some trends that I have noticed uh, this year. For those that might not know, can you share whether you're an IEEE member and some of your affiliations and projects you've worked on? I'm IEEE member. I'm fellow of IEEE. I'm IEEE director. I'm past president of Computer Society. I'm IEEE audit chair. Uh, I've been chairing at the moment. I'm the past chair of Industry Engagement Committee, and there's probably a bunch of others um, activities that, that uh, I can't remember right now. How has being a member of IEEE impacted or helped your career? I think it made me stronger technically, um, better communicator, um, improve my diversity perspective uh, because I'm exposed to work with many people, so I have to adjust. Um, I have to understand other people's perspective. Uh, I'm a driver, driver in social styles. Sometimes it stifles my ability to work with others because it takes over, but I learn to adjust. Sometimes I work with amiable people, uh, other times with analytic, etc. It impacted my professional career because when I was promoted last time, in large part it was because of the results I have made in IEEE. And as a matter of fact, one of the past presidents of IEEE wrote a reference letter for that promotion. Thank you for listening to our interview with Dehan Milochicic. Discover more about the IEEE Rebooting Computing Initiative and listen to other podcasts in this series by visiting our web portal at rebootingcomputing.ieee.org.